Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. This is Elder G. Bazaar standing in for Tim Jackson tonight. He'll be in on later. He'll get off from work, go eat, and uh, he'll be on maybe about 15 to 20 minutes, but I'm holding the holding the fort until he get in. When he get in, he'll, 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 I'll start it off, and then he'll, he'll back, back up what I'm getting ready to say. What I'm getting ready to say is that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the creator and maker of all mankind, God himself, in the flesh, he died 2,000 years ago, and he's coming back within the 2,000-year span. We're living in the last generation. There is no other generation other than this one right here. And this generation will end in 2030. 2030 will conclude 80 years from the time of 1948 until 2030. I'm here to give you the word of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you there's hope for the world. I'm here to tell you that you have an opportunity today, right now, to receive Christ in your life because Jesus Christ is soon to rapture the church, very soon, sooner than the blood that's running in my veins, sooner than the marrow that's in my bone. I'm here to reflect the word of God is true, the word of God is right, the word of God you can't add to it, the word of God you cannot take nothing out of it, God is right all the time, all the time. God is right. He never made a mistake. He never will. His timepiece is the word of God. His timepiece is Israel. Israel is God's timepiece. God is working off of the time of the Jewish calendar. And we're living in the latter part of the Jewish calendar of 2,000 years of Jewish history up to the church up to the church. Jesus Christ came to his own. And he came to his own, but his own received him not. And since Christ was not received by the Jewish nation, the Jews rejected him. He cut the Jews off. He cut the Jews off in 30 A.D. 30 A.D., the Jews were cut off. He dealt with the Jews for 483 years up to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He dealt with them for 483 years. He cut them off at the 483 years, and God already promised Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all those prophetic prophets that he would absolutely, absolutely, definitely deal with the Jews for 490 years. 490 years, God said. This is what God said. I didn't say it. I didn't map it out. I didn't design it. I had nothing to do with it. I'm just reading what the Bible says and what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me 
revealed in his word, revealed that men and women, boys and girls, can be ready when he comes. Because when he comes, he's coming like a thief in the night. He's coming when the world is less expecting him to come. And the world today is not looking for it, is not expecting it, is not even thinking about it. That Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back to this earth. Before he comes back to this earth, there is going to be absolutely, definitely, uniquely, guaranteed, guaranteed with no money back, guaranteed without turning my head, guaranteed without doubting, guaranteed without arguing with anybody telling you there is going to be a seven-year tribulation on this earth that God said, I'm going to deal with the Jews in the last seven years on this earth. I'm going to deal with the church during the tribulation period. I'm going to deal with Israel because the church will be raptured up. The church that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood. And before we get into the word, we want you to bow your head right now in Jesus' name. Father, we come to you, Father. Thanking you, Lord, for your love and your mercy, your goodness that you have spared us at this hour. And we thank you, Father, for how you have watched over us and kept us at this time. We ask you right now, let your word go out in a mighty way. Use my lips to play. Use Brother Tim Jackson in every aspect of his calling and made his election sure that the word of God is true and we are to proclaim it to the ends of the earth. We ought to proclaim when people don't want to hear. We will proclaim when they want to hear because as sure as the word of God has spoken you, you are about to return to this earth. And we ask you, Lord, to open up hearts and souls and minds that men, women, boys, and girls may acknowledge before it's too late to receive Christ today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yes, sir, this is Elder Bazaar coming in for Tim Jackson be in about maybe about 20 minutes. Amen. As I said, he will be uh, uh, a little late coming off from work and going home and eating and getting his mind together. Amen. I'm going to hold the fort till he get in, and when he get in, I'm going to turn it over to him, and we're going to let the ball roll. But anyway, I'm going to start off, amen, in the book of <clears throat> Revelation. Revelation. I'm going to... Look in the book of Revelation. That is the 11th chapter, the 11th chapter of Revelation. I'm going to place you where exactly where this is referring to, the time and the hour. What is this talking about? It is talking about the Jewish temple. It is talking about the two witnesses. It is talking about the last two testimony men that's going to testify in the latter part of the three and one-half years. The three and one-half years will be given over to two major prophets in the Bible, two major prophets, the prophet Moses and the prophet Elijah. These men were in the Old Testament, and they are going to return. Listen to what I'm saying. They are going to return in the latter part of the three and one-half years. At the beginning of the three and one-half years, Moses and Elijah is going to do what? 
they are going to return to this earth. Woo! Can you understand that? They are going to be resurrected from the grave, and they are going to be placed in Jerusalem in the middle of the tribulation period, and they will testify for 1,260 days, three and one half years, 42 months, times and times and dividing times, they are going to preach the gospel of the kingdom because the church for 2,000 years have been preaching the gospel of grace, God's wonderful grace, God's loving grace, God's undying grace, God's eternal grace for those that will accept his grace. The church has been preaching the grace of the gospel for 2,000 years. But here the Jews are going to what? They are going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And the gospel of the kingdom is not too much different from the gospel of grace because the gospel of the kingdom is letting the world know that grace, grace is running out. The grace of men getting saved is running out. So God is going to send 144,000 to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and he's going to send the two witnesses that's going to finish up the gospel of the kingdom, and they are going to be able to preach that Jesus Christ is soon to return to set up, to set up the millennial kingdom where Christ will rule with a rod of iron. All right, let's look and see what the Bible says in the book of Revelation. Because the book of Revelation, uh, the devil can't stand the book of Revelation. The devil is fearful. It's a fright night to him. Because the book of Revelation shows Satan and his demons and his cohorts and his Nephilim, he's showing, Revelation is showing exactly where they're going to end up at at the end, at the end of the tribulation period. And then on the other side, the millennium, uh, uh, millennium reign of Jesus Christ is going to show up for all the wicked men and women that have died without Jesus Christ will stand before the great white throne, and that's at the end of the millennium reign. But between the beginning of the millennium reign and the end of the millennium reign, Jesus Christ is going to come back to the earth to participate in setting up his millennial kingdom, and the church will be with him because Jesus Christ is coming back with the church, coming back with the church, coming back with the church, because the church was raptured up before the tribulation period could start. So now the church will be excommunicated and go to the judgment seat of Christ, and there the church, listen to me now, the church, the born-again, baptized believer, sanctified, justified, every born-again believer that accepts Jesus Christ from the beginning of the church age until the end of the church age, which will be at the rapture, they will stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be judged for the works that they have done on this earth in their lifetime. Woo! So the churches will be the church will be gone. One church, one baptism, one faith, one heaven, one hell. One way to heaven, one way to hell. Only one way, one way to heaven is Jesus Christ. 
The one way to hell is that you reject Jesus Christ. I guarantee you, through the word of God, you will end up in hell because you refuse the sacrificial death and the blood shedding, the blood shedding of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross, dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder, went down into the bowels of the earth, preached to those in prison, set the captive free, came up third day, now he sits on the right-hand side of the Father. And what he did in hell, and after he was resurrected, he paid the full debt, the full debt of sin by taking your sin, my sin, the sins of the whole round world. He took them all, and he paid the price. And the price was debt. And they put him to death. They beat him to death. They scorned him to death. They reputed him to death. They crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. They crucified who? They crucified God Almighty in the flesh, which was, which was his son and his only son. He only got one. He ain't got two. He ain't got three. He's got one. The begotten son of God gave up his life and paid, paid it. And you talking about a payment. It cost him his death. And the world, the whole world has become guilty for being a bunch of murderers. And we're still murderers. If you're not saved, if you're not sanctified, if you haven't given your life to Christ, if you haven't repented of your sin, if you haven't cried out to God and said, Lord Jesus, save my soul, save my soul, I'm sorry for my sin, I want you to come into my life. If you haven't did that, guess what? You got to pay for your own sins. And your own sin is what? Death. What kind of death? Spiritual death. Separated from God. Listen, separated from God. Separated from God forever. Forever. The only way you can reunite yourself your soul back to God, the only way you can be sealed with the Spirit, the only way that you can come to Christ and be and be a child of God is through the cross. And the cross is the only way that man can be connected back up with Jesus, back up with God forever is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And in the Old Testament, they tell me that they had to shed animal's blood in order to make remission of sin. But the animal's blood could not save. It was a typified type of shadow of a better sacrifice that would come. It was a covering until Jesus Christ came because Jesus Christ didn't cover your sins. He took your sins away, away and cast them in the sea for forgetfulness, and he don't remember them no more. So now the only way that you can get washed and sanctified and glorified in Jesus Christ, repent. You've got to turn from your wicked ways. You've got to quit thinking going to church is going to save you. Going to church ain't going to save you. Paying your tithes ain't going to save you. Dressing well ain't going to save you. Being on a special program ain't going to save you. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you claim to have. You will not make it into the portals of glory until you kneel before the cross and plead the blood of Jesus Christ on your soul because it was his blood that's able to save you from sin and no other blood is able to do it. Not animal blood, not man's blood, but the blood of Jesus Christ. 
And I'm here to tell you right now, the blood of Jesus Christ is going to be preached to the ends of the earth. And now we're getting ready for the rapture, but in the middle of the tribulation period, because the tribulation period can't start until the rapture of the church occurs. But the first three and one half years, the Antichrist will come. And when the Antichrist comes, he will show a false peace. He will show a false government. He will have control of the religious world, the political world, and the economical world. He is working on it right now. There will be one world church. There will be one world religion. There will be one, there will be one world money system, which money will be deleted. Man will not be able to have money. He will have digital money. And the only way you can get your money out the bank, you've got to sign up for what? Now they got direct deposit. And once that money hit that bank, that money belongs to the government. They can shut your payments off. They can close down your account. And now we're getting ready for the tribulation period. And in the middle of the tribulation period, that's exactly what's going to happen. You will not have control of your money. The government will. But in the middle of the 11th chapter of Revelation, in the 11th chapter of Revelation, we will read exactly what's going to go on in the middle of the tribulation period. And it reads this. And there was given me a reed like a rod, and the angel stood saying, Arise, and measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out, and measure it not, for it is given to the Gentiles. The holy city shall be tread under foot 42 months. The rebuilding of the temple is in participation right now. The Jews are planning to build a third temple. This third, third temple will be the final temple that will be built on this earth by man. There's another temple coming that's going to be built, and that's going to be during the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is going to reestablish his temple, and he is going to build it. And the book of Ezekiel, the 40th chapter to the 48th chapter, shows you the construction of this temple. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be, oh, my God. Christ is not going to sit in that old third temple that the Antichrist was in. He's going to tear that thing down. That's coming down, and Christ is going to rebuild this temple during the millennium reign according to the book of Ezekiel. I won't be able to go to that right now, but I'm going to show you in the book of Zechariah, amen, the two witnesses that's going to be in the middle of the tribulation, and I'll show you what Zechariah gives identification of these two witnesses. And he said this in the book of Zechariah. <clears throat> 
Amen. Let me get that now. Let me get that right now. Amen. Okay. In the book of Zechariah, the fourth chapter, it gives me a picture of these two witnesses back in the Old Testament referring to the New Testament. The Old Testament speaks of these two men. This is what it says. The fourth chapter says, and the angel talked with me, came again and waked me as I as a man that is wicked out of his sleep, and said unto me, What thou what seest thou? And I say, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and the seven lamps thereupon seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof, and two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. And I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knoweth thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he, he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Thou art, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, that thou shalt become plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone. Thereof with shouting, crying, grace, grace into it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hand of Zerubbabel laid the foundation of this house. This hand shall be finished it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For who has despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet of the hand of Zerubbabel. With those seven, with those seven, they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro throughout the earth. And I answered and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, what be these two olive branches, which through the two gold pipes empty the gold oil out of themselves? And he answered me and said, Know it not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Now listen, now this, this is the 14th verse. This 14th verse says, And said he, these are the two anointed ones. Listen to what him said. These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. These are the two witnesses that's going to stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Anointed one. Let's see what Revelation 11 says. As they were building the temple, it says, the third verse says in Revelation, it says, I will give power to my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred 
and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. Now listen, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks. Listen to what it says. In Revelation, it says these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the Lord, before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man hurt them, he must be in this manner be killed. These have power to shut up heaven that it reign not unto the days of the prophecy. Now, what man in the Bible, in the Old Testament, had power enough to prophesy that it would not rain for three three and one night. All right, brother, I'm going to wind it down for you. I'm going to get this in. I'm talking about the 11th chapter of uh, Revelation, where uh, these two witnesses are going to be at the the temple. They're going to be at the temple, and they're going to witness, and I already verified in Zechariah, the fourth chapter, who these two witnesses are. And now it says there's only two men in the Bible that had this kind of power, and that was number one. Elijah was the only man in the Bible that prophesied that it would not rain in the Old Testament times for three and one-half years. And their prophecy and have power, power over waters and to turn them to blood and to smite the earth, not, not just local, not, not just around the bend, but to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Moses and Elijah was one of the two most powerful prophets in the Bible in the Old Testament that God is going to use in the New Testament. These men, mm. these men are going to be on television. They have never been on television, only in visions. But they're going to be on television in the latter part of the three and one half years when the Jews rebuild the temple. They're going to stand on the temple site and they're going to preach. They're going to preach. They're going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is different from the gospel of grace. The gospel of the grace was preached by the church. Huh? We are saved by grace, not by works. At least any man should vote. If anybody expects to get saved, they're going to have to have faith in Jesus Christ. No faith in Jesus Christ, you can't be saved. You've got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. How can you find it? By faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, but evidence of things not seen. For without faith is impossible to please God. You cannot be saved by works. Oh, you can work in a coal mine. You can work in a steel mill. You can work on all the big jobs and everything. You can work, 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 but that's not going to acquire you salvation. You can work in the church. That's not going to acquire salvation. The only way that a man can come uh, to know God is through the blood and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And here we got two men that's going to preach the gospel of what? Gospel of not grace, but the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom, they're going to preach that Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth right away. It ain't going to be no four years. It ain't going to be no 
uh, 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 six months. It's going to be what? It's going to be three and one-half years. The day that they start preaching, it's going to be three and one-half years later, Christ will be on this earth. He's coming back to this earth because they are going to be preaching the last message that the gospel may be preached to all the world. And the, all the world will hear the gospel of the kingdom to be a witness for those that have never heard it like it's supposed to be preached. My God, my God. Listen to what it says. It says here, as might the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And they, shall, they have finished their testimony, the beast that sent it out of the bottomless pit shall make war with them. Okay, in the middle of the tribulation, after Satan has been put to death, I mean, not Satan, but the beast, the Antichrist, has been put to death uh, just before they come. Uh, in three days, he's going to be laying in the morgue, and on the third day, he's going to be resurrected from uh, by the power of Satan because Satan is going to be cast out of heaven. He's coming on out of that. He's coming out of first and second heaven. He's been up there too long. He's been up there for 6,000 years. He's been working on this earth, tearing it, ripping it apart. He's been de- uh, denying that the Lord Jesus Christ, he's been telling people God is dead. Uh, now, they've been telling people that Jesus Christ ain't died and he didn't come back. He's been telling all kind of blaspheming lies, and now his time is up. When the Antichrist is resurrected from the dead, Satan only got three and one-half years to be closed down. He's going to have a shutdown. Ain't going to be no strike. It's going to be a time where God is going to bound Satan at the end of the tribulation period for a thousand years. And all his demons will be cast into the bottomless pit. And the church will be a witness. Ooh, hallelujah, praise God. The church is going to be a witness against Satan and say, listen, you have told so many lies. Now your lies are being manifested. You are not Jesus. You're not the chief God. You're not the God of the heaven. You're not the God of creator. You're the low-down, dirty, rotten, fallen angel that used to be Lucifer, but now you have become the dragon, and you're telling people now that there's no hell, that there's no heaven. You do anything you want to. You can lie, cheat, steal. Right. You can do whatever you please to do, and you still can go there. You still can go to heaven. That's a wandering lie. It's a lie to the pits of hell because I don't care how good you are, how sweet you are, how black you are, how, how white you are, how Chinese you are, how Russian you are, the Bible said, except a man, get me now, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Let me tell you now, I'm going to give it over to the brother about five minutes, but I want to verify these two witnesses and let, and let you know exactly who they are from what? From the word of God. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere else. I ain't going to nobody's funny book. I ain't going to Playboy. I'm not going to know my popular mechanic. I'm going to the Word of God and let you know exactly these men are going to be, amen, with Jesus Christ when he when they come down here to preach the gospel. You know, that's pitiful. God's got to send Israel back. He's got to send two witnesses back. He's got to send four, three angels to get men convinced he is God, get men convinced that you need a Savior, get men convinced that you need to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you know something? Man failed God because majority of the world, majority of God ain't failed nobody. God never failed. 
And the devil's telling people now, God done fail. God ain't doing what he's supposed to do. Oh, yes, he is. He's doing more than what he's supposed to do. Woo! He came down here and died for you. You were supposed to do that, but you couldn't do it. Amen. Because you were wretched. You was old sinner. You were low down. You was old cutthroat. You was old liar. You old homosexual. You old bi homo, a, a transgender. You was a drunkard. Mm. And Jesus Christ knew that no sin will ever come in the presence of his father. So what Jesus Christ did, I hear, I hear the God of heaven. I hear Elohim. I hear the Alpha and Omega. And, 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 and I hear the first and the last say, if thou will prepare me a body, I'll go down. I'll go down, I'll go down and redeem man from sin and degradation. And he already done do it. He done redeem the world, but the world said, I don't want that stuff. Man, that's for old ladies and cripples and blind folks. That, that, mm. that ain't for me. I'm too young, man. Shoot, I, I got to live my life. I got to party. I got to, ooh, man, I got to do my thing. And when I get through doing my thing, if I decide maybe I'll, I, might, I might make a decision to accept him, and if I don't, well, I would just have to go to hell with all my friends because I believe I'm going to have a whole lot down there. You probably will, but let me tell you, you don't have to go. If you go, you'll be going by yourself because Jesus Christ done died for your sin. Listen to what it says in the 17th chapter. Amen. Let me see what let, – let me, let me get that right now. I think I got that. Let me see. Let me go to Matthew's. I'm going to give it right over to the brother, Matthew 17. Let me see Matthew 17. I'm going to verify these two witnesses and let you know that they'll be here shortly. They'll be in Jerusalem shortly, and that's in the 17th chapter of St. Matthew's. Mm. All right, here we go. Here it is. Listen, 17th chapter of St. Matthew. They say, after six days, Jesus taketh Peter and James and John, his brothers, and bring them up into a high mountain. And he was trans. Figurated, good God Almighty, the glory of God lit the mountain up before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was bright, was white as the light. Behold, this is what it said, good God Almighty, this is a thrill to my soul. It said, behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Amen. And, and, and then he says, then answered Peter and said unto the Lord, it is good for us to be here, if thou wilt. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now, I'm going to close right there. I'm going to give it to the brother. But I want to say, these two men was beside Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. These two men was a witness in the old book of Zechariah, the two candlesticks, and they were verified in the 11th chapter of Revelation where they were at the temple and they were preaching. These same men, God is going to resurrect and place them in the middle of Jerusalem and the world. Good God Almighty, don't tell me, God. God is working miraculously, and he's getting ready to bring these men on the scene. But he can't bring them on the scene until after the rapture of the church. And in the middle of the tribulation, these men are going to preach worldwide. And nobody will be able to do anything with them until the fullness of time comes. Because if anybody touches, if anybody do anything, if the army shoot at them, they, can, they, they tell me they're going to have power to have fire. Fire! Come out of their mouth. 
and right. devour their enemies. Nobody ain't gonna be able to touch these men. Ooh, I know, I know the devil's been killing the devil's been killing saints all around the world. He's been killing them in ancient time, medieval time, and he, and saints mm-hmm. of God have been killed in modern time. But these two men is gonna be indestructible because they're gonna have fire coming out of their mouth because they got a what? They got a fire brand message to speak, and they're gonna preach Jesus Christ is on his way back to set up his millennial kingdom. Brother, it's already here. Brother, it's on his way. Go ahead and take it away. Amen. Amen, brother. All glory be to the most high. Brother, I thank you for coming in and taking the reins for me at the beginning of the show. Amen. We were running late getting off of work today. Then I had had to go take care of some things first. Before that, by the time I got in, in to eat, just got through eating not too long ago, so I thank you, brother, for, for doing no that problem, for me. Amen. Amen. All glory be to the most high God. Amen. Amen. I guess I'll jump back on a little bit of what you were saying. Amen. Go about ahead, the, um, About the, the, the witnesses. Amen. The Revelation 11 chapter, amen, verses 11 through 12. says, after, the, after three days, and I have the spirit of life from God entered into them. Amen. And Amen. what I want to talk about, brother, because I've been listening to you. Amen. Awesome word, brother. Amen. You knocking home runs. Awesome word. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All glory be to the, to the most high God. Amen. And Amen, brother. You can't help but to think what the world's going to be like. My gosh. In that seven-year tribulation. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is the reason why the babies won't be on the earth. Children won't be on the earth. It's going to be such a terrible, horrible time to be alive on the planet. Amen? And I was thinking about, brother, when you were preaching, because I hear so many people now, even people in the church, ministers, pastors, don't believe that it's a possibility, a great possibility, that now is the time and the best time for the return of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Ooh, Amen. Yes, and and I yes, and I couldn't help but to think, well, why why would they think that? Why would they feel that this is not the time that's gonna be at a later date? I kind of feel like <laughs> most people and I'm mainly talking to the church, most people they're enjoying this life. They really are. And don't get yeah. me wrong, I'm enjoying this life. Too, Amen. I, I must admit, this is one of the best parts, best parts of my life right now. Amen. All At 50 right. years old. Amen. You would have thought it would have been when I was in my teen years, my 20s, my 30s. Amen. But 50 years old, one of the best parts of my life. Amen. Come on. Uh, uh, both, uh, both spiritually, mentally, and financially. Amen. God is good. All right. Amen. Go but. Amen. But the, the, there's something greater. There's something higher. And when we when we um, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, once we become became saved, there was something else. Amen. There wasn't Come on. so much as this, just this life to look to. Come on. Come on. It wasn't. It wasn't just about having a house or having a yeah. car or two cars or or, yeah, or, yeah, or money yeah. in the bank. It wasn't about that. Yeah. There was a much greater call. It wasn't about retiring and never had to work in my life to travel the world. Amen. It was something much greater than that. Amen. It's called salvation. salvation. And what God has for the saints, Paul said it best. 
Paul said, I had not seen, ear have not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men what God has for them that love them. Amen. That same quote is also in the Old Testament. Amen. It is a mystery what we're going to receive as the saints. But we know, amen, that heaven is so great that we can't even imagine the rewards, the benefits. Amen. The Bible says in my father's house are many mansions. Amen. So God has something wonderful for you that you can't even imagine. Amen. And so I spend a lot of time, what is it that, that people are grasping, are holding on to in this life, in this world. I remember speaking to one of my, my uh, one of my members that used to go to my church. I was talking to her over the phone, and I was saying to her, I said, Sister, are you ready for the return of Christ? And she hesitated, amen, to answer. God bless her, bless her soul. She hesitated to answer. She said, well, I ain't got to travel. She said, I ain't got to go on certain vacations. And I think she said, she, I think she said something like, I ain't got to go to Paris, France yet. Amen. And, and, and this, is, this is a natural thing. I'm not knocking anybody. Don't, don't get no, me wrong. No, there I know you're not. No, no. Amen. Amen. All glory be to God. There are some things in this life that I would like to accomplish as well before God returns. Oh. Amen. If, it, if Amen. God says the same. Amen. And I want people to understand that we're not rushing God. We are patient. No. Trust me, we are. A lot of people think, oh, we rushing God. We're in a hurry. We want God to come back. No, we see the things that are going on in the world. Come on, And there preacher. are things that, that are prophesied by the, in the book of Daniel by Daniel the prophet, things that are prophesied by Christ himself and the prophets, things that, that Paul talked about that are showing up in our time today. Daniel said over 2,600 years ago, he said, man will travel to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Yeah. What, what better time in history than 2023 right now today? Could it be more in the future? Yes, it possibly could. But there are certain things that, that stick out. And I ask stick myself, out. why are people grasping onto this life so much? Come Amen. On, come on. And, and, I, and, and just from talking to preachers and pastors and, and people who, are, who say that they're ministers of God, that's the only thing that I can tell. I can feel it when I speak to them. They feel like they have not lived enough. They have not enjoyed this life enough. And now, and I told you guys for the past three months that they're becoming people becoming millionaires in sixty months. I mean, six months, ninety six days, months. one year. People becoming multi-millionaires. This was not ever heard of twenty, thirty, forty years ago when I was a kid. Long before my time, this was never heard of that men can get rich so quick. People are enjoying. This life, let me tell you. Come on, you got Come to on. see the tricks and the wiles of the devil. Come on, now. he's going to do everything. The closer we get to the return of God, the closer that we re- that we get to the return of Christ, splitting that sky, Satan's going to throw all that he can to distract you from the plan of salvation. All he right. does not want you to get saved. He wants you to party more. He wants you to drink more. He wants you to have more stuff. He wants you to have more money. Anything to pull your attention away from God and the cross, the devil's going to do it. He's going to say, hey, if people can become rich in 90 days, so be it. If they can become rich in one month, 
I don't care. As long as they don't get saved, the devil ain't concerned about 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 man. So he's not concerned about about you getting rich. He could care less because he knows if you die the next minute. The Paul said, "What profit a man to gain the whole world and his own soul?" Amen. Bro, I've been soul. thinking about that. I've been meditating on this. I said, "You know what? Let me see if I can go to the book of day. I want to share some things with y'all." Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about the red horse. I've been thinking about them horses, brother. I've been thinking about it for weeks now, for months now. And and I, what I think about is the time that we're in. I think about some of the things that I hear family members say, associates say, associate preachers and ministers. They say things that they don't believe that this is the time. They don't believe that Christ it could soon be here. Man, if you tell them this year, man, them folks will go crazy. They, they think you've well, lost your mind. <laughs> They'll think you've lost your mind. You tell them Christ is coming. They say Christ ain't coming back this year. You ought to hear some of the stuff that these folks say out here in the world, amen. But, That's right. Amen. But, 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 but there are some things. See, why they're saying that, that there's no way that Christ is going to come back, they say, oh, you know, it's kind of, we're going through a challenging time, but we've seen this before. See, that's what they say. We've seen this before. We've seen uh-huh. prices go up. We've seen uh, uh, the rise in, in, un, un, in unemployment. We've seen the, the uh, cost of living go up. This is nothing new. That's what they like to say. But there are some things that I have to point out to you, according to the book of Daniel, what Daniel said when he said, uh, knowledge shall be increased. Yes, Amen. sir. Now, what, what I want to point to your attention is that, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Amen. It's over the book of Daniel. Yeah. And it's about, amen, it's about the um, the different kingdoms. Amen. All I right. The, I think it's the sixth chapter, I think it is. Seven. I'm going to find it here in a minute. But what it talks about is these nations. Amen. Is this it right here? 725. 7, the fourth kingdom? 725. 725. Amen. Let me let me look and see. 725. In World War II, you say was World War One, World War Two, now possibly World War Three. What's World the difference? Amen. What's the difference? And we talking about the Red Horse now. What's the difference between World War One, Two, and Three? Well, according to the Book of Revelation, uh, uh, I mean, according to, to to the Bible, and according to what's going to happen, the Ethiopian nation was not was not a part of World War One or World War Two. But you right. see the possibility because you got Russia, you got China, and now you talk about the African nations. And I've told you all before that in ancient times, the Greeks considered, they called the whole continent of Africa Ethiopia. That was just a uh-huh. slang. And they knew that there were different tribes and nations, but they, just, they, they knew that, that the whole continent of Africa in their time, even Egypt, because some people don't want to admit that Egypt is black. Egypt yeah. foundation is totally was totally black during the time that Come that, on, that the children of Israel was in Egypt. It was totally black, and there are scholars, ancient scholars like Herodotus, 
he mentions that. Amen. And I'm trying to point and try to make a point and show you something here. So when they said that the whole covenant of Africa was Ethiopia, you see this happening now. Don't you know that Sudan is is a is a tribe from Ethiopia? And the Bible Come talks on, about how they're going to join Russia. I'm gonna find this scripture, brother. Amen. I just got so much going on, amen. Sorry for being late. But amen, but that's all right. That's all I know. Amen. Amen. Take your time. Amen. Amen. Take your time. Amen. And so uh, the point that I'm making is, in World War, you couldn't say in World War One that we are as close as we are now to Christ. You can't say in World War Two that we are as close. And look, look, look what we got now. We got so see, there's just too many things to set that says we are very, very close to the return of Christ. Oh we yeah. Got we cameras got, everywhere. We cameras got. on the street corners. Buildings got cameras. Your cell phone has a camera. Your computer has a camera. Your car has a camera. Everywhere you go, they can record stuff through the satellites and through the Internet and computers. They're doing all this digitized stuff, the AI. We didn't have this in World War I. Amen. We didn't have artificial intelligence in World War II. We did not have none of the stuff that we see today. The more technologically we get, now they have the possibility. See, they thought they thought a long time ago back in the 50s, I think that's when the credit card came out. It came out in the 50s or the 60s. It was called the, uh, uh-huh. but you know, you know what it was, it was called, the dollar uh-huh. yeah. That's what, that was, yeah. And a lot of people don't even know that the first person that actually, that, that came up with that idea was a black man that came up with that Come idea. On. He he pitched the idea to large corporations and, and large investors who were white at the time, and they didn't. And they 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 heard his pitch, and some of them said, "Oh, that's what, that it was a ridiculous idea to allow people to buy a meal and walk out the restaurant without paying cash." They thought that was the, they thought that was a dumb idea. But actually, it was a brilliant idea, and that's why you, right. that's where your credit cards and your charge cards, your department store cards, come from. They thought back then that that was going to be the mark of the beast, where uh, you cannot buy nor sell. Y'all what better hear what I'm saying. Well, hey man, without that credit card, but it was something a little bit deeper. We couldn't we couldn't see AI forty, fifty years ago. They couldn't see digital currency. 40, 50 years ago. See, the people who so-called run the world because the demons and, and Satan let them know what's going on, but they knew that it, it was going to be an appointed time to where they were going to have this technology in order to do these things. Like the brother said, that the, 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 the Antichrist is going to be wounded. Three and a half years, he's going to be killed. And the devil, he's going to be resurrected. The devil going to enter his body, and he's going to be resurrected. Lord have I'm going to preach it. And he's going to call all... They want to buy and sell to take the mark of the beast. We are yeah. so close. And it's, it, it hurts my heart that so many preachers, they fly away from revelation. They say they know. I talked to this preacher just the other week. And, uh, uh, you know, you can tell you tell when somebody's pulling your leg, bro. You, especially me, I can tell. And, I, and he was saying some stuff, and I was like, man, this, <laughs> this brother's playing and all I was trying to let him know is that we need to be more aware of the book of Revelation, and we need to start preaching from the book of Revelation. We're not saying that, that God is coming back soon. No, he ain't coming back soon. He's coming back very soon. Amen. He's coming back very soon. But, but we want you to be prepared. Will he come back today? 
tomorrow, the next three or four months, well, he can make next year, the next 10 years. We want you to know the church needs to know what, what just like I told him. I said, brother, John, Christ gave it to John to give it to the angels, the leadership of the church, the seven churches throughout the church age to preach this message. We should yes. be preaching Revelation. The church should have prepped for Revelation hundreds and hundreds of years ago. It shouldn't take just to now. But see, what has happened, let me show you what has happened. Go to the go book ahead. of Jude. Amen. Let's go to the book of Jude. Let's show you exactly what has happened. Amen. Let's Amen. Go, go to the book of Jude. I'm so much time I got left. Go ahead. Amen. Got a few more minutes. Amen. Book time, of Jude. Amen. All glory be to the most high God. Amen. I wanna, I wanna, we're just trying to show you what's going on. We want your eyes to be open. We don't want you to be asleep. We want you to be aware. Amen. Here it is. Amen. Here it is. Uh, um, this is warnings about the history of the ungodly works of ungodly men. Working All right. This was written a long time ago. This is the book of Jude. Watch what it says. Jude, the third verse, because only one chapter. Verse 3 of Jude. Beloved. Who is he talking to? He's talking to the saints. He's talking to the believers in Christ. He said, when I gave all diligence to write unto you yes. the coming salvation, it was needful. You hear that? I got <laughs> that again. <laughs> he said, it was needful. See, y'all have to understand the reason why me in the Washington on the Wall, Elder Bazaar, preached the way we preach because of this word, the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is what wrote this Bible through men. And we want you all to know that it is needful for us to preach to you as it was needful for him to write. He said, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the All right. That's all what right. we're doing. We are contending for the faith in Christ that the saints may be delivered. It says, for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Amen? Come on. So what he's saying is this ain't the first time that that this that this uh, uh it was needful for it to be given to the saints. Amen? Come on. But he said that ye Come should on. earnestly continue. It ain't the first time he said, but this needs to continue is what he's saying. And he says in verse 4, for there are certain men crept in on the word. Do you know, now do you see why it's important, why we study so hard, we preach so hard, we get on here for an hour, two hours, we preach this gospel, and we, and we sound, it may sound like we're saying the same thing, because you want to know why. You know, what I, you know what a preacher told me one time, brother, he, he was an a, a elder preacher in the church, <laughs> amen, and he, he said to the saints, he said, I say the same thing every Sunday to y'all because y'all ain't listening. He said, because you don't get it. So I have, to, I have to keep saying the same thing over and over and over to you because you ain't listening. You, you're not. In other words, you're not getting it. It's not sinking you're into not your soul. Hey, there you go. We've been preaching this gospel for three years. And you know what? All the pastors that say that they're saved, I don't care who you are, what nobody say. You should start exploring into into Revelation. Get you some books. Pray, read, fast, fast and pray, study, listen to us. Whatever you got to do, 
start preaching revelation to your saints in your church. The time Amen. Is Amen. Near. And, and, Amen. And, and, and like the brother said, like the brother said, it is a shameful thing that the church, the, the leadership of the church, pray away from revelation. It's like they Come don't want to it. like they, they don't want to hear it. You go to a church, some of the pastors don't want to hear that. They think you're scaring the saints. Well, they ought to be scared, amen, because they, because they scared amen. that means that they ain't prepared. Amen. They're not prepared for God. That's why they're scared. But if you know this book, like we know, if you've been listening to us for three years, you already know that there is no need for the saints to fear revelation. Because you want to know why? Christ made a promise over in Revelation, the third chapter, verse 10. And what did he say? He said, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, yeah. I also yeah. will keep thee from the hour of temptation. How do we know that this is this is talking about the tribulation? Because watch what it said. It's in the book of Revelation 1, and so we know the book of Revelation is about the day of the Lord. Amen. Say it again, brother. 3 and 10, Revelation. That's right. Amen. It said that keep you from the hour of temptation. Which, this is how you know that it's talking about the tribulation. Which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Ooh, that just wee. separated us from the world, saying that it's not going to try us, but it's going to try them. He said, I'm going to keep you from the hour of temptation. How is he going to keep us? The church is going to be raptured home. We're going to go, go home. Paul talked about go this. Home. And, brother, it's a shame that some of the people, and I'm going to say it, it's a shame because we've been preaching this for three years. It's enough. The time, it's time out for making excuses talking about, I don't know it. I don't understand it. There are 66 books from Genesis to Revelation, and it is Come our responsibility by the Holy Spirit, amen, to preach this gospel. I understand that many is called and few is chosen, but if you follow our lead, pray, follow the Holy You don't have to follow our, our lead, but listen to us and follow the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will reveal this thing to you, and you can teach yeah. it. You can speak. I don't care if you speak. I don't care if you teach one chapter or a few verses out of Revelation. It can be done. Amen. Amen. We, we don't on, come know why. The time is near. The brother just near. talked about the two witnesses that's going to come after the 144,000. The 144,000 will be the first three and a half years. The two witnesses, two witnesses is going to be the last three and a half years. This, the brother just said, he said, we are in the time of grace. We are preaching salvation. Get saved before that sky crack open because, amen, I may not come have on, enough books in my house. Amen. They may all look they're gonna burn up my house or steal my house. I may not have a you may not find the notes and the information in my house to get saved. Amen. Come on, Amen. Preacher. But we want you to get saved now. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Now what watch, watch what verse four says back to the Go book ahead. of Jude. Because I want y'all to know what has happened. This is why Satan has been working so hard because don't you know that when God raised Christ from the dead, oh my gosh. Come on, boy, preacher. Lucifer, Slewfoot, and his gang, they were done for. You can stick a Come fork on. in, they were done. Amen? They were, done. they were through. It was over with for them. They said, well, boys, we're going to burn and perish for all eternity. All and eternity. the only thing that we could do, all eternity, and the only thing that we could do now is deceive as many souls as we can. We can. To go to, it, it, brother, I see so much nonsense on social media, so much stuff on, on these I different know social media. It. I people, know it. People saying stuff about God ain't real. It's a joke. Uh, uh, it's magic. Somebody, I read something the other day, and somebody put something about it's magic. I said, Lord, have mercy. 
No, it's talking about, talking, about, talking about Jesus Christ conducted man. He used magic. I said, Lord have mercy. This Lord, this world, and this is exactly what we're talking about. The spirit of Antichrist. I got, I got to get you. I will show you some more things. If I turn back on to but let me, let me read. Go ahead, read. brother. Go ahead. Let's you work say, with it. For, Amen. Said, for there are certain men. Don't y'all see the scriptures? What certain men? Men who 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 have been brought in through the so-called elite, the so-called Illuminati. And who are these men who have crept in these certain men? These men are all masonry men. People of these brotherhoods, these different uh, uh, social clubs. Are uh, you thinking they ain't real? I've met so many preachers that said they're masons, and I'm not saying all of them are not saved, but let me tell you something. If you know anything about the masons, like, let me tell you something. Even before I got saved, I had so many attempts to be drafted into the masonry. And, brother, I shook my head all three times. Amen. I know you did. Bro, I said, it just ain't something just not right with those things. They said, oh, man, you get ahead, you get a good job, you go to the bank and throw a sign, and they'll give you a loan. I said, something. I said, well, if this is the case, why ain't everybody in there? I said, something ain't right about this. Amen? So what I'm Amen, saying to you is, if my spirit, and I'm not even, I wouldn't even say that at the time, could tell me something ain't right about that. What does that say about a man that says that he has the Holy Spirit and he's supposed to be the man of God? He signed up and joined that nonsense. Come oh, on, preacher. come on. See, y'all, y'all think that these scriptures are talking. For there are certain men. Men. Certain men are picked out by Satan. They working in these satanic organizations behind the scene, putting on the face and, and acting like they're of God. They're acting no, like they're Lord. poor God. Lord have mercy. In your pulpits, on the front pew, oh, y'all think it's a joke. They all in the church. For there are certain men crept in other yeah. words, because, yeah. because you think of they look nice, they dress nice, they make good money, they got their own business, they smell good, they look good. Oh, see, they didn't crap. And since so some of you women knew or know about them, and another one says men. Remember I told you about the word men, M-E-N. Uh-huh. If you look at that Greek word, it's translated to mean men and women. Amen. Man, on, though, the male race, the human race. So it's both men and women because they got women's sorority organizations, yeah, the fraternal yeah, organization yeah. men. They yeah. all they all out here, for they are yeah, corrupted, unawares. That's yeah. right, lion wonders who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Lord, how come on? Amen. They they look. They'd already signed them for before they even signed their name. Come Amen. On, what Amen. I'm saying to you is just some people in the world, they're just not going to do right. I don't care how much you put the good book in front of them. They're just not I got family members like that. Come on. Been come on. Raised, been raised in come church on. and still hell raising. Older than me, still hell raised. I said, Lord, I'm yeah, yeah. I pray that they get saved before it's too late. Amen. Come on. Amen. Watch what it says. It says ungodly men. Ungodly men. This is being throughout the church age. Don't you know that back during the Sanhedrin and, and, and uh, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they've always yes, had ungodly men. The, the nation of Israel, they've always had ungodly men in the in the camp. Don't you remember Come when, on, when, 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 the, when that folk, when that family kept the gold and they, and they were wondering why? They said, "Man, something ain't right." Because they found out that that one of them had kept the gold. Come on. And that whole family had to be destroyed. 
Amen. The brother, the brother just showed me the other day. Amen. Well, the whole one whole camp was swallowed by the earth, and with the, the hell swallowed him up. Uh, Ungodly uh. men, Amen, Doctor, have always been since the time of Moses, since the time of Noah, since the time Power. of yes, Abraham sir. and Enoch. They have always been in the camp. Lord Come have on. mercy. Come on. Watch this. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, money, sex, power, prestige. Come they, on. Are, they, they, they ain't about saving nobody's soul. Let me say it. Nobody. Again. Nobody. Money, power, sex, prestige. Turning. This is why a lot of folks want to say something about the church. All the church ain't real. All the pastor ain't no good. He all about money and a Cadillac and a big home. Amen. Trying to give the church a bad name. Come Turning on. the grace of our God, Yahweh, into lasciviousness yeah. and denying the only Woo. Lord God and Woo. our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God Almighty. Lord have mercy. This is what we're dealing with. And you got the few of us, the few, few that's crying out, preaching hard, teaching hard, studying long hours, staying up all hours of the night, trying to get the word out to you, bring this to you. And this is what we fight against. We not only fight against the devil, but we fight against men, ungodly men that pose as if they're for God. Lord, come on, preacher. Go ahead, doctor. Come Go ahead, on. I'll come back. Go ahead, doctor. Ooh, man, man, you're talking about these guys coming in unaware, under guys sneaking in, creeping in like a snake. We got preachers worse than a snake crawling on the ground. You got some of these preachers in the pulpit, hey, man, they're scared to even look at Revelation. Not only go through it, they're scared of the book of Jude. They're scared of the book of Revelation, the, the, the whole 22 chapters. And the book mm-hmm. of Revelation tells you about the end time, the end time, right. the close of the church age. It, it, it tells you the, the rebellion, the great rebellion that's getting ready to come up on the earth. It's already here, right. but it, it, can't rebe- it can't rebel but so high because the church is still here. We've got preachers mm-hmm. that will never come out of the book of Revelation because they don't know God. They don't know the spirit of God. God come ain't talking to them. And, 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 and if there was a time that it ever need to be preached, it need to be preached every Sunday and every church. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to listen to it, put cotton in your ears. But I guarantee you, God's <laughs> word is going to go out and it don't come back to him void. Let me tell you, right. we got these, we got these preachers. They're supposed to be doctor degree, philosophers, or theologians. They're supposed to know something about the end time, but they never talk about it. They're supposed to know about the cross specifically. They talk about they know something about the cross and don't know sweat on the jack. They don't know nothing about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They're dependent upon money. They're dependent upon their looks. They're dependent upon the, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, um, uh, when you give them a, a pep talk. Mm-hmm. You, you give you give them a, a oh my God is this to skip my mind but they give them a pep talk to try to juice them uh-huh. up uh, 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 yeah yeah they they, they, they got all kind of stuff in the some of our churches today that don't even don't even read out of the Bible and if you read on, the Bible 
There's three, there's, there's, let me see, one, four, five. There's six books in the Bible. But altogether, there's 66 books. And there's six books that the devil don't like. He don't like the Bible, Amen. period. He don't like right. the Bible. The devil don't like the Bible. He likes to take scripture out of the Bible and use it for their benefit. And these right. are six books that the devil hates. Number one, he hates Genesis because it shows mm-hmm. there's a creator. Number two, he hates Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That shows you who God is. Jesus Amen. Christ is God Almighty. He don't want the world to know that Jesus Christ is God Almighty. And he don't want the world to know that there is a judgment coming. There is an awful judgment coming up on this planet, and we already can see it. We can see the hell that's being set loose around the world. We can Come see on, how God. people are living. We can see how people yeah. are thinking. We can see how people go to church anymore. We can see how people uh, have a form of God and ain't got a bit of power. We can say we can see people talking about they love God and getting ready to shoot their neighbor. Ooh. Yeah. But let me tell you, revelation to the devil is a nightmare. It is mm. fright night for Satan. It is fright night. For, for the demon that they look at Revelation, because when they see Revelation, they see nothing but a hell's fire, because ain't nobody is going to re- be redeemed out of the angelic fallen angel. Nobody can be redeemed. Yeah. Ain't that something? The devil cannot be redeemed. He's going to hell. I don't care what he tried to do to try to make himself qualified to enter the heavens. Jesus Christ done told us already in these very last days, just before I come, there's going to be everything going to be let loose. There's going to be wars and wars and rumors of wars. He said there will be armies gathered around Jerusalem. Guess what? There's six armies. There's six terrifying armies surrounding Jerusalem right now. They're, mm. they're shooting missiles. They're shooting rockets. They're, they're, they're getting ready for ground aggressive. They're getting ready to do what? They're getting ready to try to get rid of the Jewish people. And Jesus Christ, now listen to what I'm saying now. Listen. Jesus Christ said, when you shall see armies gather around Jerusalem, you know that the time is nigh. And Jerusalem has been in gathered around with armies ever since it became a nation. From 1948 all the way over to 2023, the Arabs, the Muslims, the uh, 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 the Moabs, these nations are trying to get rid of the Jewish people. And guess what? Right, it ain't going to work. And that's why you don't hear it on the news, because the reason you don't hear it on the news, because the devil don't want that to go out. He don't want that. What you hear now is people shooting, killing, murdering, raping, all that crap. People Mm -hmm. uh, uh, are homosexual. But you don't hear too much about Jerusalem because Jerusalem is a focal point of Jesus Christ's return. And if Jesus Christ, whoo, he said, I can't return until I clear the pathway. And I got to clear the pathway. I got to remove the body of Christ. When I remove the body of Christ, the Antichrist will come. And when he comes, he's going to bring a a false peace. He's going to bring a false hope. He's going to bring something that the people want to hear. And by them hearing it, he's going to bring the world to a devastating judgment. Because the world today wants the devil. You hear what I'm saying? 
The, the world of this wants the devil. That's right. The church folks, the church Amen. folks. I'm, I'm calling church folks because there's a lot of difference between church folks and a born-again believer. Amen. A church folks is somebody that, that go to church. Don't, ain't, had, ain't had a bit experience with the conversion of their soul. Ain't concerned about their soul. Ain't concerned about other people. They're just going for form and fashion. Preachers are preaching for what? Money, women, prestige, fame, glory. They ain't preaching for the gospel. They ain't telling people about Christ. They ain't saying nothing about hell. They ain't saying nothing about the eternal judgment that's going to come upon the world because everybody, when you talk about the end of the world, people get all afraid. What you getting afraid of? If you know Jesus Christ, it ain't going to be the end of the world for you. It'll be in, it, it, it'll be the end of leaving this world because the only way that a man is going to escape the wrath of God, listen to what I got to say, the only way that man, woman, boy, or girl can escape the wrath of God, listen to what I'm saying, the only way and the one way is through the crucifixion, the burial, the death. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ, if you don't accept Jesus Christ and repent of your sin for self, that goes for me and anybody else that understand what I'm talking about. If you don't repent and turn to Jesus Christ and confess it to the world, confess it to the Father, confess it to your mama, confess it to whoever you meet. I confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on Calvary's cross for me, and guess what? He's coming back. Amen. He ain't coming back for P-Knuckle. He's not coming back for uh, uh, He's not coming back. To go down to the bingo center. He's not coming back to go to Las Vegas with you. He's not coming back for you to uh, go to the whole house or any kind of other house. He's not going to no party. He's not coming for nothing but what? A born-again, baptized, sanctified church. And like I told you last week, there's only two churches on this planet. There's a false, there's a false church. Satanic. Demons can what? Demons can imitate. That's all they can do right. is imitate the Holy Spirit. The, the devil's going to imitate tongue talking, falling out. They're going to imitate having a good time by music because music will make anything dance. If you get the right tone, you can make a baby dance in your womb. <laughs> if, if you're pregnant and you play music, that baby will jump in your womb. So music can make you, make, you, make you feel like you got something. But you ain't got nothing. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you ain't got nothing but a form and ain't got no power. But let me say it. The, bro- the brother mentioned World War One. World War Two and World War Three is what? I believe. I'm talking about what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what I know. I believe before 2023 is out, we're going to be in a world war. We're going to be in a world war. I believe that because, number one, the beginning of World War One is the rings of fire. The armies that's gathered around Jerusalem is going to break off to World War Three. And that red horse, that red, get me now, the red horse is a symbolic of war. That's what the red horse represents in the book of Revelation. That red horse represents blood. And when you see blood, if you see a lot of blood somewhere, there's a war going on. And this here war that's getting ready to start up is a war that's going to be started in the book 
of 38th chapter of Ezekiel and the 39th chapter of Ezekiel. That's World War III because Russia, Russia, oh, look at what I'm talking about. Russia is getting a plan together because these armies that's around Jerusalem now, it ain't going to work. And so when Russia finds out that they fail, he is going to get armies. He's going to get nations. And he is going to make an attack upon Israel. And you don't mess with the Jewish people. I don't understand the Gentiles. I don't understand the church. Don't mess with the Jews. If you touch a Jew, do harm to a Jew, you touching God's apple of his eye. He said, these are my chosen people. I chose them through Abraham because Abraham was the only man upon the planet that walked by faith. And by him walking by faith, God told Abraham, by your faith, I'm going to let you become the father of many nations. And the nation that I'm going to use down to the hands of time is the nation of Israel. And out of Israel came, out of, out of uh, uh, Abraham came Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot the 12 Amen. tribes. The 12 tribes is coming on down to the present day. The 12 tribes of Israel is still God's chosen people. Although Israel had rebelled against God, God said, I'm still going to read what? I'm going to restore you back into the land. And this red horse, I'm going to tell you exactly what it represents. It represents the Third World War. And that's going to start on the mountains of Israel. Putin, Putin, his time is running out. Putin knows his time is running out. Ain't nobody going to stop him. The reason nobody can stop it, because God has already said it 2,600 years ago. Amen, amen. 2,600 years ago. Amen. In the, in the city of Babylon, y'all, they listen to me. In Babylon, on, Daniel said, uh, Ezekiel said, by 2023, he didn't give the date, but he said, when you see armies coming from the north, you in the year 2023. 2023 is the year in which the Lord is going to do something that's going to shock the world. And that is, the rapture is going to blow people's mind apart. People are going to feel what it's like to be left here while you plan around and you deny the Lord God and you deny his mercy and you out there juggling and jaggling and jubilee and having fun. But when that rapture comes, brother, it ain't going to be no picnic, no sorrow. There's going to be suicidal. There's going to be... People going in the streets, there's going to be race riots, there's going to be shooting, there's going to be mass murder, there's going to be people oh, turning on each other, there's going to be grocery stores empty, there's going to be people having automobile accidents, there's going to be planes crashing, there's going to be everybody is going to lose their mind practically until the Antichrist tell a big lie and tell them everything's going to be all right. But I'm telling you this evening, I'm telling you now. I'm hollering. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm hollering because I'm, I'm, I'm urgent. I'm, I'm, it's, this is serious. Your soul is in jeopardy of the lake of fire. Why? 
because you won't repent of the low-down, dirty, rotten, backbiting sins that you are festing on. You are living in sin. You love sin. You won't reject sin and trust in the blood of Jesus Christ for your righteousness. And so what if you die in your own sin? you got to pay for your own sin. And when you get your payment, it's going to be what? Hell's fire. Amen. Don't go to hell. Don't. Please, brother, sister. I don't care. I don't care. You might not like this kind of preaching, but I don't care if you don't like it or not. I'd rather for you to be hurt right now than you be hurting in hell forever. Because some preacher tried to tell you, two preachers trying to tell you, don't go to hell, man. I don't care what Amen. you think. That little pretty girl, that little that little fine shape you got, all that long hair, you, you're switching down the street, you think you missed it. Don't go to hell over that. Don't go to hell over that new car. Don't go to hell over that wife swapping. You're going to hell over mm-hmm. everything that could take you to hell instead of repenting of your sin and asking, Lord Jesus Christ, save my soul. Amen. Because you only got one. You only got one soul. And that one soul is going to spend somewhere eternally. You makes the choice. God already done chose he chose to come down here and die for you. He chose to take the cross. He chose to be beaten on. He chose to be whipped. He chose to be nailed to a piece of timber and hung high and stretched wide. He chose that. Why? To save you from hell. You can look pretty as an angel. And see, I tell you, the devil got the human race Amen. messed up. The devil. And you know why? Because the human race says, I like it. I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. wasn't my fault, but you know something? I like it. And since Mm. I like it, I don't want to change. And the Mm. only way you're going to change, you're going to have to come down to rock bottom. I mean, you're going to have to hit the mat flat and admit. Here's what you're going to have to admit. You have to admit that you are a sinner, that you are lost. You got to admit that you need to repent. You got to you got to admit that if you don't repent, you're going to hell. Now, if you want to go to hell, that's up to you. But you don't have to go. But if you miss heaven, woo, you're gonna wish that you never was born. Every listen, every person that goes to hell. All that mercy. They're going to wish they never was born. Yeah. Jesus said it's best for a man to lose his left hand or right hand and perish and go to hell. But if you die just because you refuse to accept the loving Christ, and Christ is God Almighty in the flesh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Brother, you're gonna, uh, you got about, about, about 10 minutes, maybe about, maybe about 10, open that altar up. Maybe somebody out there might have got a grip of what we're trying to talk about, but we are living in the last days. September is a big month. October is a big month. August is a big month. July is a big month. June is a warm-up month because from June to September, 
in the next four or five months, buddy, it's going to be a shaking going on. It's going to be a Amen. shaking. We just, we just didn't get past the, the budget. And they, 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 this will be the last one. There ain't no more after this one. Once they emit their debt ceiling, it's going to be a crash by 2024, and they know it. But we thank God that you are listening to this radio program, the Brothers Program, Brother Tim Jackson and Brother uh, uh, Bazaar. Amen. Are trying to convince you, trying to convince you oh, with all our heart, all our mind. We don't hate nobody out there. We ain't talk about nobody out there, and we ain't low down to nobody out there. We just want to want, want, want to let you know if you're a sinner, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to know him right now. Go ahead, brother. Open that altar. Tell what Pastor Paul said. Amen. Amen. Romans 10, 9, and 10. Awesome word today. Amen. Hopefully yes, something said. To bless your spirit, to encourage those that are on the fence. Amen. We pray that. You receive Christ before it's too late. Try God. Like my dad used to say, I remember when I was young, he used to preach. He's always tell the congregation, try God. I bet you won't regret it. Try God. See. That's Amen. Right. That's right. What do you have to lose? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nothing to lose. Amen. That's right, brother. But you have, but you have all eternity to gain. Amen. All Amen. eternity to gain. Nothing to lose. Amen. Nothing to lose. Amen. I'm going to read this to you. Go ahead, brother. In Romans, the eighth chapter. I got a little time. I got five more minutes. I'm going to read Romans, the okay, eighth chapter, ahead. verse 31. Verse 31 through 39. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the plan of salvation. Let me show you how much God loves us and that you cannot lose your salvation. There's no such thing. All right. Read you the Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 31 through 39. This is Paul writing. Paul said, what shall we say to these things? Amen. Paul asked a question. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. So that third, right That's third right. verse tells you, that you cannot lose your salvation. Who could be against you? You are safe in his arms. The devil, Lucifer himself, the fallen angels, the demons, death himself, who could be against you? No one. No one could be against us. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Come on. How shall... He not with him also freely give us all things free. Salvation is free. You don't have to pay for it. Christ has already paid the price on the cross. I hate to hear people, mainly preachers, say you got to work for salvation. Oh, salvation is by what, brother? Yeah, no, okay. Oh, I said okay. If that's what you want to believe. Oh, you can lose your salvation. No, no, you can't. All right, brother. But this is what he said. He said, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33, listen to what it said. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Amen. Amen. that, That is risen again. Who is even... At the right hand of God. 
Amen. Who also make it intercession for us? Lord, have mercy. You know what? Every time, even though I'm saved, I do sin. I'm not perfect. And Christ no, me goes neither. to God. Me Amen. Amen. Me he goes to God on our behalf. What an attorney. Every day. <laughs> that, every day. Every single every day. day. All the saints. Do you know Come how many on. souls that is every day that he goes to? That's all he do. He loves you so much. God Almighty. He loves you so much. That's what he do. He's in a seat. He's on the right hand of God. He died for that. I make mistakes daily. And he's going to God on my behalf. Say, you know what? Tim said something today, but I died for his sins. God forgive him. And God does. Come on. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Amen. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. All we are the day long. counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, Paul says, I am even convinced. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from, from the love of God. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. <laughs> Amen. Hopefully someone said to bless you. If you want to get saved, Romans 10 and 9, that's all it takes. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Christ has did the hard part for us 2,000 years ago. And know that he's getting ready to return to this earth. He's going to appear in the sky. He's not going to touch the earth. He's not going to put his enemies on his feet, but he has to remove his saints. He's got to remove the church first. Once he removes us out of this world, we'll go back up into the uh, to the heavens. We're going to be judged and receive our rewards. Our, 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 our path is good. Don't feel bad. Amen. You've, you've accepted Christ. And don't you know yeah. God welcomes you with open arms? He can't wait to see you. The angels in heaven. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.